Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 164. Royal Caribbean is at it again with a complete overhaul of its unlimited drink packages, and this week, we will discuss what the changes are and if it makes sense for you to purchase a drink package for your next cruise. Unlimited drink packages have never been more popular, and if you are wondering if it would be a good choice for your upcoming sailing, or maybe you're just curious about what these changes are, then you'll want to listen to this week's episode. We also have more of your great listener feedback to share. Here we go. Few aspects of the Royal Caribbean experience seem to generate as much interest, questions, and inquiries as Royal Caribbean's unlimited drink packages do. The idea of having all of your cruise drinks included, or prepaid at least, is very appealing for many guests. And just the other week, Royal Caribbean revamped its entire lineup of drink packages. And even though we talked about drink packages way back in episode 10, we're going to revisit the topic because so much has changed now that it is definitely worth rediscussing and figuring out if you should buy a Royal Caribbean unlimited drink package. So let's talk about the change and why the change happened. So if you've cruised with Royal Caribbean before, you may recall there were a number of different unlimited alcohol packages and a number of other non-alcohol packages. And Royal Caribbean announced in September 2016 that it was changing how it was doing the unlimited drink packages. They were completely revamping everything they were offering and came up with completely new packages to offer to guests. And the reason for the change before we even get into the details, it's important to understand the why, is basically because the old packages were confusing to many guests. Royal Caribbean encountered a number of guests from every, I'm sure, every sailing, people who just didn't quite understand how the drink packages worked. Not only that, you know, that they existed, but, you know, which package covers what, what the what they don't cover, what they do include, what they don't include, and it led to a lot of frustration among guests. And that kind of got Royal Caribbean thinking, well, maybe we should, you know, reconsider everything that, that, we're offering here. And so they wanted to make it simple. So let's start with the unlimited alcohol packages. By far, these are the most popular of the options that are out there because everyone is really looking for, when you talk about drink packages, oftentimes I think most people are looking for the un- ones that include unlimited alcohol. And there is just one drink package. There used to be three unlimited alcohol packages, but there's now just one unlimited alcohol package. It's called a deluxe beverage package. It costs $55 per guest per day, excluding gratuity. So when you purchase the package, you'll get also a gratuity charge on top of it. But then, of course, just like the old packages, the gratuity and, and cost of all drinks is already included. And you don't have to pay anything extra. And you'll every drink you order on board the ship that is included in your package is included in your package price. And there's no additional cost. And the new deluxe beverage package works just like all the other packages did. In fact, if you were familiar with the ultimate drink package and the on the old unlimited alcohol packages. This is by far the closest one. The deluxe beverage package includes unlimited cocktails, wine, non-alcoholic beverages, premium coffee, premium tea, bottled water, and also comes with a 40% discount on bottles of wine under $100 and 20% off bottles of wine above $100. And the deluxe beverage package includes all drinks with a value up to $12, and that $12 value is before gratuity. So for guests that want to enjoy a beverage over that threshold, like let's say your drink costs $15 or something like that, or $30, a $12 credit will be applied towards the beverage of choice, and guests will be required to pay the balance. So again, let's go back to the example. If you're buying a $30 glass of whatever, and you would get $12 off there, owing, of course, only $18 on there to get to the $30. So Pretty simple, and this basically includes all of your the, the drinks that we included. We mentioned before. In fact, the 
unlimited alcohol packages really work for virtually everything on board. There's also one other big difference that's worth noting about the deluxe beverage package, and that is it includes Starbucks now on all Royal Caribbean ships. Previously, it was not included on Oasis-class ships, but now that's that's changed. And so if you want to get Starbucks, whether you're at Cafe Latitudes, Cafe Promenade, or a Starbucks location on Oasis of the Seas, Harmony of the Seas, Allure of the Seas, that is included in your package too, and that is a big deal if you ask me. So... They made this super simple. There is just one unlimited beverage package, and it's $55 per day per guest. Now, the say, well, what's the downside to this, Matt? I can say the only downside I can really think of, quite honestly, is that if you are someone who only drinks beer or wine, you don't drink cocktails, you're – you. It, I'm not sure you're overpaying, but if you look back to the old packages that were there – you know, the the old select package, yeah, that's a big difference. You're paying more per night than you used to. That being said, you, you know, you can still make it worth your while financially, just you have to drink more per day for that to happen. The other big change is Royal Caribbean kind of redid its whole Royal Refreshment package. It costs $26 per guest per day, excluding gratuity, and includes premium coffee, premium tea, bottled water, fresh-squeezed orange juice, non-alcoholic cocktails, and fountain soda with souvenir cup. And this is essentially all very, very similar to the old Royal Replenish package. Not much of a difference there. And you also have the classic soda package, and that's your soda car. It's been it's it's had many different nom de guerres over the years, but it's it's essentially allows you for eight dollars and fifty cents per guest per day for adults and children it's the same price to enjoy unlimited soft drinks while on board your Royal Caribbean cruise, including the Coca-Cola Freestyle Machines, if your ship happens to have one. Now, Royal Caribbean also announced there's also an Evian water package and a coffee package. These are probably a little less likely to be used, but really, it's the refreshment package, the deluxe beverage package, and the classic soda package, and that is it. And the idea behind all this is to make it simple to understand exactly what, what's available and what you can order on your when you're on your cruise. Now, there's a couple things you want to keep in mind, and of course, this leads right into the question of Matt. Is it a good idea to get one? Should I get one? Is it worthwhile? All those questions, kind of about the same thing. Does it make sense? And even though the drink packages have changed, the logic behind them in, in, the, in determining if you want one still re- largely remains the same. Now, at the end of the day, a lot of the drink packages are all about, of course, saving you money, theoretically, right? I mean, if you weren't going to save, if it wasn't going to save you money, I'm not sure there's a huge benefit to it. But the idea is that if you drink enough per day, you'll quote unquote break even, if not come out ahead compared to if you bought those drinks a la carte. Now, let's keep in mind that the deluxe beverage package at $55 per person per day on a seven night cruise with gratuity would come out to $454.30. That includes the gratuity as well. So, that's what you're going to pay, $454. So for two people, you're you're going to be putting out about $900 for a seven-night cruise. But you get you know all the mixed drinks, cocktails, martinis, beers, house wines by the glass, soda, juice, juice, fresh-squeezed juice, premium coffees and teas and, and so forth. So there's quite a bit of variety that's included in that. And if you're saying, well, how does that break down? How, what, what makes sense for it? It's still very similar to break even on the deluxe beverage package. You know, you're really talking about pretty much five mixed drinks a day and maybe two premium coffees per day. Obviously, you could change that up and say maybe six to seven cocktails. It depends what you order. Also, a $12 cocktail is going to, you know, the more $12 cocktails you have, the better rather than the $10 cocktails. Uh, of, of course, beers and certain wines and sodas are going to help as well. It depends how much you drink. And, you know, for a long time, a lot of people have said, Matt, eh, isn't that a lot to drink per day? 
And the answer is really – it's a very personal question. It's a very personal decision to make as to what makes the most amount of sense because, you know, what the amount that I'm going to drink in a given day is going to be different than you're going to want to drink in a given day and it, it all changes. And I will tell you that I've changed my tune about this a lot. I used to think, you know, six drinks a day, like, wow, that's a lot to drink because when I'm at home, I mean, if I have – Two drinks a day. That is really <laughs> – Matt is partying it up <laughs> when I've got two drinks in one day. So, you know, to have six on a, on a cruise day is like, wow. But the reality is, and I learned this on the Freedom of the Seas group cruise, it really doesn't take that much to get there. And what I mean by that is if you consider that when you're on a cruise ship, look, you're going to be drinking more to begin with. So, you know, my, my two drinks per day at home is not a valid model to follow when I'm on a cruise ship. I'm on vacation versus just sitting at home and, you know, doing family things. But, you know, when you're on a cruise ship, it's very easy throughout the course of a day from when you wake up around sometime in the morning, throughout the evening and afternoon included, you know, to pick up a drink here and there. And it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Now, everyone's different, like I said. And But for me, I found that even it, on port days where, where you have limited time on board the ship in order to get your money's worth, so to speak, I was finding that even if I had maybe two drinks before dinner, because oftentimes we would bring the kids up to Adventure Ocean right around 7 o'clock, and we would have seconds eating dinner, so we'd have about an hour gap for there. So oftentimes, my wife and I would either see a show or just hang out at one of the lounges or bars, and it's very easy to drink two drinks there. At the dinner table in the main dining room or especially restaurant, there's another one to two drinks there. And it's not that I'm looking to get sloshed by any means. It's just, you know, when in Rome and you have a drink and it just helps pass the time. And then for me personally, what I would do is I would, after dinner, we would either do something again socially with, with me and my wife or I'd be writing up my, one of my blog posts and I would grab another drink or two. And right there, you're at five to six drinks easy. And that's not including any drinks I had earlier in the day. Certainly, coffees make it a whole lot easier because I love having a little pick-me-up. I think we all do. And as a self-described and prescribed Starbucks fiend, I will tell you that I did really, really enjoy that aspect of it. But again... If if my whole description here was had you think, oh my gosh, that's a lot to drink, Matt, you lush. Well, <laughs> different strokes for different folks, and you know what? I've I've changed my tune on it too. There's also the other reason I really like the drink package is it has nothing to do with with math. It has nothing to do with breaking even. It has nothing to do with value. What it has to do is being able to break up the total cost of the cruise. I've come to to a certain point in my life where. I like to have things pre-planned, and what I really don't enjoy is a huge bill at the end of the cruise. I don't think anybody does, quite honestly. You know you know what happens. You have, it's that last day. You get up in the morning. You get all your stuff packed, and there's that bill waiting right by your door. And you look at it, and you go, oh, geez, what did we buy? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, man, did I really get order all that food or you know all those drinks? And being able to split up the cost, spread that cost out. Not that I'm, I'm a, I, I think it was a bad idea or anything like that, but being able to spread it out makes it a whole lot easier, right? And one of the really important X factors to me is that the deluxe beverage package allows guests to buy in advance. So I can buy for, let's take the Royal Caribbean blog group cruise on Navigator of the Seas coming up here in February 2017. And of course, I will use this opportunity in this hypothetical situation to also, not hypothetically, but literally invite every single one of you to join us for it. I would love for you to join us for it because not only is it a great opportunity to use a drink package, but hey, it's fun hanging out talking real Caribbean with all of you, and we get to grow to an amazing itinerary, Labadee, Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao, and we're sailing out of Miami on my favorite ship, Navigator. This is, it's going to be awesome. So if you want more information about that, check our show notes 
or just go to royalcaribbeanblog.com slash events for more information about that. Okay, back to my example. So when we're talking about this example here about the, the this deluxe beverage package, you know, the cruise is in, in February, but if I'm buying this drink package when this episode comes out here in September, I'm going to I'm gonna pay the $454.30 for me, put that on the credit card bill, and, and for those keeping score at home, yes, I would offer it to my wife because I am a very nice husband, and that's what good husbands do, right? <laughs> I don't think she'll listen to this podcast, so I'm not too worried about her hearing this. Anyway, <laughs> but I would pay for it now. The bill would come probably sometime next month in October, and I would pay it off. But the bottom line is by the time February rolls around, that money's already been spent, and it's been paid off for a couple months now already. And now I have less money that's going to be owed on that bill at the end of the cruise. And I saw this in, in action when I was on the previous group cruise, just on Freedom of the Seas the other week. So that, to me, is a huge benefit, being able to, to you know prepay your drink package and, of course, lock in essentially your, your cost of drinking, at least on, on board. You know, And all, there's also other, other opportunities as well, especially dining packages allow you to kind of lock in the price of your dinner uh, that you're going to be eating out in any specialty restaurants. You know, excursions, you could do this as well. So it really is moving closer towards this idea, this concept of an all-inclusive Royal Caribbean cruise. You really could do that. You know, if you booked, you book your cruise two years in advance or whatever, and you book, you know, one month you book the drink package, another month you book the dining package, the next month you pay off your, your gratuities, the next month you pay off your... Uh, your your shore excursions, you know, there's very little you're going to rack up, especially if you don't have kids that are going, you know, to like the nursery. I mean, when I was looking at my Freedom of the Seas bill, it was really just daycare, you know, putting my kids in the nursery uh, or after hours at Adventure Ocean and maybe I think a shore excursion. It really did not rack up a whole lot of other charges, which is awesome. I love that. So that's a really big uh, X factor to consider. The other one you have also should be aware of is and there's no guarantee of this, but for the better part of the last seven to nine months, Royal Caribbean has been offering a 20% discount to most guests if they buy the drink package in advance via Royal Caribbean's website. All you have to do is go to the My Cruise section of your of Royal Caribbean's website, log into your cruise, and when you go to the drink package area, you will see oftentimes a discount available. Now, if you booked your cruise really far in advance, like you should, let's say you book a 2018 cruise, you may not see the discount yet. Keep checking back. But I these days, it is very surprising to find a, a sailing that does not offer this discount. And with 20% off the drink package, you know, that really knocks down that you know six to seven drinks, maybe four to five drinks or five to six drinks. You know, it takes up one to two drinks per day that you'd have to consume. And that really does change that equation quite a bit, if you ask me. And for 20% off, it's a really good deal. Oftentimes people wonder, you know, Matt, is, it, is, is this a good deal? Is this a good deal? Is this really a deal or is it just marketing? I really believe the 20% off deal is a good deal. It's a good price. It makes it a whole lot more affordable. And when you consider that now you're talking about somewhere between four to six drinks a day instead of somewhere between five to seven drinks a day, you know, to me, it almost, it's not that it's a no-brainer, but it becomes a very – it becomes a simpler math, an easier solution for a lot of different guests that are out there. By far, though, this will only benefit folks that really enjoy a number of drinks per day. A couple things to keep in mind. The Royal Caribbean drink packages do work on Royal Caribbean's private islands of Labadee and Coco Cay, but they do not work in other places like Cozumel or – Rome or anywhere you get off the ship that is not owned by Royal Caribbean, your drink package doesn't work there. So if you're on a very port intensive itinerary and you're going to be, you know, just you're just literally sleeping on the ship and you're going from place to place to place, you're in Bermuda for a couple of days, the drink package doesn't really benefit you if you're going to be off the ship that much. If you 
maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you're not spending that much time or your port amount of time in port is not as significant as I'm making it out to be, then not a problem at all. And obviously, as I mentioned earlier, those who enjoy a great variety of premium drinks are probably best suited for this. Uh, people that only drink beer, probably not so much. If you are a Royal Caribbean Crown and Anchor Society Diamond or Diamond Plus or Pinnacle member, you probably already know that Royal Caribbean gives you every evening from, uh, in, in what is it, 4, 4.30 to 8, something in that ballpark, um, in the evening, you get uh, three free, complimentary, I should say, drinks per evening to enjoy at any Royal Caribbean bar. Of course, you can go to the, to the Diamond Lounge and enjoy drinks there. If you're in a suite, you get complimentary drinks in the in the concierge lounge. So obviously, if you were going to planning on taking advantage of those, well, then maybe a drink package does not make a whole lot of sense financially because you can offset a lot of that with you know what you would have ordinarily paid out of pocket by buying drinks a la carte by taking advantage of these uh, of, of these programs that essentially give you free drinks. And we've also documented, I'll post links on the show notes to uh, some articles about you know how to get free drinks. There are places that do give you free drinks on board or even discounts. It's That's probably the most under, not appreciated, but certainly under uh, cited aspect of cruising. You know, we often talk about how drinks are $12. Yes, they can be $12, but oftentimes, and it depends on the ship, it depends on the sailing, but I found a lot of different drink specials on board in terms of maybe it's a buy one, get one deal, maybe it's a happy hour kind of deal, but there are deals that are out there that can help bring down that cost. And if you are paying a la carte, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You can definitely come out ahead, especially if you are going on maybe a port intensive itinerary or you're just going to be doing a lot of drinking while you're on land. Oftentimes, the prices for drinks there will be significantly cheaper than what Royal Caribbean is charging for it. So You've really got to do the math for yourself. And this is something that when we're talking about these unlimited drink packages, even these new ones, the benefit is it's a lot simpler. There's no more, should I get this package or should I get this package? If you want an unlimited alcohol package, there's only one, and that is the deluxe beverage package. You know, If you want a non-alcohol package, there's only one, and that is the the um, refreshment package. Of course, there's the soda package if you just want soda, and that's basically it. Really simple, and I'm I'm hoping certainly I think Royal Caribbean is as well that this is going to make it a whole lot easier for guests to understand what it all is and not have to hem and haw about it and not have any regret about it as well. So definitely some good stuff, and I would love to hear what you think of these new changes to Royal Caribbean's unlimited alcohol packages. Uh, let me know if you're going to continue to buy them, if you've never bought them before and now you're going to buy them, or maybe you bought them before and you're not going to buy them anymore. I would love to hear your feedback on what these changes have meant for you. You can send me an email, Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Cheers. It's time to answer your listener emails. I love this part of the show. This is when you send me your Royal Caribbean questions, thoughts, emails, questions. Did I say questions enough? Because definitely a lot of questions in here, but whatever's on your mind about Royal Caribbean, we want to talk about it right here. So you can send me an email, Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Our first email today comes from my very good friend, Ray, who's also known as Way2 on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. And Ray writes, Matt, there is a way to figure out if the bed is by the bathroom or by the balcony. Uh, So I have uh, never known it to be wrong. Of course, I haven't been on every ship, so I cannot say if this is foolproof, but I think it's reliable. Go to the deck plans of whatever ship you're interested in, place yourself visually in the hallway, and find the closest set of adjoining rooms, double-headed arrows. Face the doors from outside in the hallway. The room on the right of the du- double-headed arrow, aka the adjoining rooms, will be will have the bed by the balcony, 
and the one with the left will have it by the closets. Most people, but certainly not all, consider the bed by the balcony to be the best setup. It eliminates the bottleneck as soon as you enter the room, so the configuration with the bed by the balcony is considered to be the quote-unquote right configuration. Therefore, right is right, meaning the room on the right side of the adjoining set and every other room as you alternate is the right configuration. Then alternating right-wrong, 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 move to your room and see which it is. The explanation I received and was that these rooms are manufactured in sets and they go together like a puzzle in this configuration every time. This, supposedly, works on all the balcony rooms of the same category on all ships. Obviously, on some decks, you have junior suites mixed in with other categories, and then the situation gets murky. But for hallways with lines of staterooms of the same category, this should work. It also works on the boardwalk and Central Park balconies as well. So let's try an example. Go to Lure of the Seas, Deck 8. Let's say you're standing in front of room 8156 and want to know if you're bed by the balcony or by the closets. Go to the nearest set of adjoining rooms, which in this case is 8162 and 8164. 8162 is right, right? Alternate to the right, stopping at 8156, you end on wrong, so the bed would have to be by the closets. You can check this by backing up from the adjoining rooms on the other side, 8150 and 8152, and alternating backwards. Yep still end up on the wrong side. <laughs> Be sure you place yourself in the hallway or you'll have it backwards. It takes a little practice, but it has worked for me every time I've tried it. Ray, you have... Ray's a very smart person. Thank you, Ray, for for, <laughs> for all the help here. And I have no doubt in your abilities, although I will freely admit this is a little confusing. It just, you know, I think, I think Ray is right. Once you look at the deck plans and you start to kind of... You have to look at it. Maybe hearing it on the podcast, eh, not as clear. But when you look at the deck plans and you have it out there, and it was a good example, by the way, using Allure, you can kind of see it in action, and that'll make a whole lot more sense. Thank you, Ray, very much for the explanation there. Let's move on to our next email, and it is from Mike Ritz, big fan of the podcast. I've only discovered the show a few months ago, but I've been listening practically nonstop ever since. I've sailed Royal Caribbean twice now, and I'm booked for February on Independence of the Seas. Now, while I may have a few under my belt, I've never actually been on a standard cruise. The two previous in this cup upcoming are a five-day, four-day music festival hosted on a Royal Caribbean ship called 70,000 Tons of Metal. It's 60 heavy metal bands and as many fans as I can fit. The bands play around the clock and still and still features many of the other activities that Royal Caribbean is known for, such as ice skating, rock climbing, floor rider, art auctions, and so on. So if there isn't a band playing this very second, there's still a ton, or maybe 70,000 tons, of stuff to do. This upcoming year, as I said, is on Independence of the Seas, but for previous years has been on Freedom of the Seas as well as Majesty of the Seas, which is where the festival gets its name, as Majesty is approximately 70,000 tons. It sells out every year, and I look forward to the next one from the second I step off the ship. I was wondering if there are any other fun-themed cruises that Royal takes part in. Maybe have a music festival, sci-fi themes like Star Trek? I would like your recommendations. I love listening to your show and hope to hear more great stories and tips about these wonderful ships. Mike, thank you for the email, and Mike is talking about a really a fun event, very popular event as well. Here's the thing to understand. Nearly every single event, any special theme group cruise kind of thing, is organized by a third party. It is very, very rare to find a a group or themed cruise that is actually organized by Royal Caribbean. The reason being is Royal Caribbean really doesn't get in the, in the business of it. They certainly support it because, hey, they're all about people booking rooms and if groups and families want to do it, there's something wrong with that. And they're, they do quite a number of it, actually. I mean, you know, groups are a huge business for Royal Caribbean. And so this 70,000 tons of metal event that you uh, described here, Mike, is one that's been going on for a number of years. And there are, there are others as well. I, I see them here and there, but a lot of them are, they're not Nearly none of them, including 70,000 tons of metal, are not actually 
put together by Royal Caribbean. There's usually a third party, usually a travel agency of some kind that that's putting it all together. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just pointing out that it's a lot of times people think they see this on, you know, how can Royal Caribbean put on a cruise that, you know, has a heavy metal band? I'm going to use this as an example. And it's like, well, Royal Caribbean is not really doing it. There's a group that's putting it together and they, you know, are selling a couple hundred staterooms, I'm sure. So that's how it kind of works. And for many of these, you will find this information by, you know, when you Google their, the event, you, there's a webpage and they have more information about there. There's a huge ton of them. They're all around. I remember there was one actually with uh, the guy from InSync. And I think Joey Fatone was also there as well. Uh, Lance Bass. Yes, there you go. There's my 90s boy band trivia. So Lance Bass and Joey Fatone did a cruise, a European cruise. It was a Royal Caribbean cruise of some kind over the summer. And it happens all the time is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and the best way to people, some people will say, well, how do I learn about them? And other people want to know, well, how do I know about them so I don't go on the same ship? Because no offense, I'm not interested in going on a cruise with, you know, heavy metal. It's not my thing. I prefer more Enya. Okay. <laughs> no, no worries. In either case, what I recommend doing is a couple things. If you're eyeing a particular cruise, first thing you want to do is to try Google searches. This is the easiest way to do it, quite honestly is search for your ship name and the date or your ship name, the date, and the word group or Royal Caribbean space the date. So let me give an example. I'm going to use Freedom of the Seas as an example here. So you would do, actually, you know what? Better example. I'm going to use the upcoming Navigator of the Seas group cruise. So I'm going to say, you you would type in uh, into Google, Navigator of the Seas space, obviously Navigator of the Seas has spaces in the middle, but Navigator of the Seas space February 17th, 2017. Or Navigator of the Seas February 2017 group or Royal Caribbean space February 2017. And the reason, you know, mix it up a little bit here, but the idea is that Google is really smart at figuring out what, you know, what, what events are and putting together. And when you put these keywords together, it's odds are they're going to find these websites that have been set up for these particular events. And it's a fairly good way of figuring out if there's going to be a group on your particular cruise. And, I was. I remember we were on. I forget which cruise it was. I think it was Navigator of the Seas. My first time I ever went on her. There was a a local band in somewhere in Texas or Oklahoma, somewhere in that part of the country, and they were having a, a an event on 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 board the on board the ship. And I didn't know about it until I did this Google search. And you know, you can usually get a pretty good indication of how big the group is based on kind of what you're reading on there. Usually they have indicators like you know, last year we had. 500 rooms or, you know, they don't mention it and it's maybe not that large, but the point is you can have an idea of what to expect. Hey, maybe you'll discover, oh my gosh, that's my favorite band or, you know, or that's, uh, you know, it's the Zumba group that's going on. That's a big one, by the way. Zumba is an exercise class thing. I know, don't send me any emails about what Zumba is, but you guys know what I mean. Anyway, they do, they actually, I think last year they rented out an entire Royal Caribbean ship. That's very rare. Usually they just, you know, have a bunch of events on there with with their group, but, you know, you might find something that interests you, and that's even better. So it's not bad. It's actually probably something, just something to do to pass the time, quite honestly. But this is the best way to figure it out, Mike. And I know a lot of people are interested in this kind of thing because, again, they want to understand, you know, hey, who's going to be on board the ship? Maybe there'll be something fun on board. And certainly, if you are concerned about the group on board, maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's a Ford Mustang group. And boy, do you hate Ford. You are a Chevy guy. No way anyone is going to rain on your General Motors parade, man. So you'd want to change ships more power too. You can do that as well. So good stuff there, Mike. I'm glad you brought that up as a, as a question because I know a lot of folks are do uh, think about that as well. Next up, 
We have an email from Bob Church, who, as I just heard your reply to Susan's email on the podcast, she mentioned the preference for longer cruises. I totally agree, and you should get on a 12 or 14 day, then talk about the advantages of more vacation. If cruises are great, then longer cruises are even better. I've been on those long ones, and you really forget the real world. You owe it to yourself. We all do. Sail on. Royal rules. Bob, thank you for the email. You know what? You're absolutely right. You're using my logic against me. It's not fair, dude. Not fair. But I will say you're right. So one of the things I've said in the past is, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of four to six night cruises, just, or even three, three to, you know, three to six night cruises, because I'd rather get the extra couple nights in, and every night ma- matters. And to me, there's a huge difference mentally about going on a seven night cruise than there is on a, you know, three or four night cruise. That being said, uh, Bob here is calling me out and says, well. With that logic, a 12 or 14 night cruise should be even better because more is more is gooder, right? <laughs> the more the merrier, the more nights on a cruise, the better. For me, yes, you are right. In a perfect world, I agree 100%. However, I don't live in a perfect world. I live in a world where I only get a couple weeks of vacation for the year, and I don't like burning all my vacation at once. I don't, I, don't, I get more than two weeks of vacation a year. Don't worry about that. That being said, I'd rather, to me, I would rather have a seven night cruise one month and another seven night cruise another month rather than have a 12 or 14 night for once. Uh, I don't think I'm right or wrong. I don't think you're right or wrong, Bob. I think we all, I think we're both right, actually, to be honest with you. Uh, but, but I do agree that when you go on those really long ones, those 12 or 14 nights, I mean, that really is a different mentality. I, I think you're right that there's no question that you get them off that ship and you're going to forget all your troubles, right? You're, you're, it's like, you know, you don't think about work. You forget about everything about the real world because you're totally going to get immersed in, in the cruise world, so to speak. And also, you really get a chance to explore these fabulous ships. All too often, even on seven-night cruises, I, I dare you to ask anyone who gets off a seven-night cruise, and they'll say, you know, did you do everything on board? And the answer is always no. No. I didn't even get a chance to do... You know, when I was on Freedom of the Seas, I was just thinking about this. I, I don't think I made it up to the spa or gym once. And, you know, even just walk around, never mind to go do anything up there. But I didn't get a chance to do that. I didn't do all the shows in there. I didn't get a chance to eat at Giovanni's table. There were a lot of things that I, unfortunately, missed out on. And with a longer cruise you get that opportunity to work a lot more into the into your vacation. And, you know, as many of you know, if you've been on cruises before, the first day or two, you kind of spend getting your bearings and understanding where everything is. And, you know, oh, this ship has a, a connoisseur lounge. Or, oh, it has, you know, a North Star is available in these hours, but not these hours. Okay, cool. You know, you, you there's a learning curve to it, right? And... You know, just when you're figuring it all out, you're getting off the ship, especially with those short ones. Jeez, the three and four night ones. I mean, forget about it. As soon as you, know, you blink an eye and it's over. But with the 12 and 14 nights, now you get to learn from your, not mistakes, but certainly your experiences and, you know, have a better time on there. So, Bob, I think you bring up some very good points. And I think a lot of folks who have taken 12 or 14 night cruises would probably agree with probably nodding along right now. I would love to in a perfect world. If I had more vacation time, you know, another... I don't need that much. I mean, (laughs) I could use a lot more. But I would say that, you know, if I had another, you know, week or two vacation time, I could totally see that being a reality, Bob, because I agree. I would love to try that out, especially because you get a chance when you're doing those longer ones, you go to places that you usually can't get to on the shorter ones. You know, when you're, whether you're living out of Europe, Florida, New York, you're going to get to more places because you have more time. And so the ship can go further without having to worry about turnaround and getting back. That's always the issue. So, a 12 or 14 night, man, you're going to have a lot of opportunity to see a lot of great places and enjoy that Royal Caribbean ship. It's, it's a great it's a great tip there. 
Next up, we have an email from my very good friend, Ron Ladowski, who writes, uh, Matt just finished listening to episode 160, Harmony of the Seas with Dan Moore, and was amazed by the last email which you read from listener Todd. Not amazed by the email as much as the fact that Matt did not know the answer. What is up with that? So let me try to help. Todd was concerned about the sofa management arrangement, rather, in the Central Park balcony view stateroom on Alert of the Seas. Which ones have the sofa near the balcony, and which ones have sofa located near the bathroom? There is a website called CruiseDeckPlans.com which addresses this question. It covers all cruise ships and posts pictures by fellow passengers of many staterooms and suites. The website states that it has 103,000 pictures and about 3,000 walkthrough videos of cruise ship cabins. I looked up Todd's request and lo and behold, found the photos of C1 and C2 category class cabins with various sofa arrangements. Is this the only website that provides the service? No, but are all the staterooms in the configuration pictured? Possibly, but it's an excellent starting off point. Keep up the good work and looking forward to actually meeting you and fellow Royal Caribbean blog members on September 16th, 2017, seven-day Western Caribbean cruise on Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Seas as part of the Royal Caribbean blog group cruise. Ron, thank you so much. I love all this because we've answered this question a couple different ways, and one of these ways is going to help somebody. So that is awesome. Thank you so much, Ron. And Ron, dude, I can't wait to finally get him the chance to meet up on Harmony of the Seas. Our last email this week comes to us from Hunter Rains, who writes, Thank you for addressing my laundry list of issues re- relative to Anthem of the Seas last summer for our cruise, which was last January. We had a great time overall, but I am not sure we would cruise Anthem or the Quantum class again. The information you provided was helpful, but we found the ship not the best fit for us personally. That's okay, because Oasis class definitely is. We were we are we're in a crown loft on Allure in May, and we're in a crown loft on Harmony in January, and betting big on Harmony of the Seas booked an Aqua Theater suite, apparently featuring Regini Noveless, on Harmony for November 2017. Thanks for all you do and the information you provide. I'm admittedly behind on the podcast, but any information on these mysterious genie characters would be great. I spotted one on Alert in May. Our concierge, Anna, happened to mention that they dress in purple and do not wear name tags, so non-genie guests don't get, do not interrupt them, apparently. they also met, She also mentioned that you should call for your genie and not get a response with them within 15 minutes or an hour. Uh, the request is forwarded to the executive-level guest services in Miami Anytime, day or night, we are excited to try this out. Wow, Hunter, dude. First of all, thank you for the email, and I agree that uh, this is really cool. So you're referring to the Royal Genie Program, which is part of the Royal Caribbean uh, Royal Suite Class thing that Royal Caribbean implemented earlier this year. This new program, the Royal Suite Class, is aimed at just Oasis or Quantum Class ships. And those staying in a Grand Suite or higher get certain benefits. Basically, what Royal Caribbean is saying is, just like the drink package you mentioned earlier, they're saying, we need to redo this. We need to make this a whole lot better. And where the drink package was more about simplification, this was more about the Royal Suite class. was more about offering guests more service that really kind of reflected the kind of suite service you might get on land in Las Vegas or New York City, right? And the idea is to offer them more service and make these more attractive. Certainly, you get more people buying a suite. That's good for Royal Caribbean's bottom line. And if you're staying in a the top tier, there's different classes. There's three different classes of the Royal Suite class that that are, that are involved, and they are the uh, Star Class, Sky Class, and C Class. C Class is actually the least. That's for like junior suites. And then you have the Sky Class, which is most of the suites. And then you have the, in the Star Class stateroom categories like Royal Loft Suite, Owner's Loft Suite, Grand Loft Sky Suite, two-bedroom Aqua Theater Suite, and the four-bedroom family suite for the... <laughs> very nice. So, so regardless of which one you're staying in, uh, the, the thing to understand is that the Genie, the Royal Genie program, is part of the Star Class. And with that, you get a lot of service. It's really about personalized service. And basically... 
and someone the royal genius someone who can be reached 24 hours a day seven days a week and can advise guests to about anything really it's not it's not a service the royal genie service is not a service that can be purchased otherwise it's just included in these kinds of staterooms and it's really something that's very new and they'll do everything for you i mean they're really it's it, it is it's more than just being a butler because a butler is just like you know can you please fetch this for me it's about not only getting things for you but also making things happen for you and i was waiting for us a couple of my friends to cruise on the uh one of these ships that has the star class on it so that we can get a first-hand review of it because i do think there are a lot of folks who might be interested in this not only the star class but certainly the sky class or the c class or any of these programs i will post a link in the show notes to more information about all these different uh, amenities and, and aspects of the Royal Suite class. Again, it's only for Oasis-class ships and Quantum-class ships. But if you are in one of those and you're lucky enough to stay in one of these rooms, I got to say, the benefits offered by them are really tremendous. I mean, really, uh, compared to what was previously offered or basically offered on every other class of ships that are not Quantum or Oasis-class, it's really impressive when you get to that star class, the amount of stuff and services that are offered to you, including the Royal Genie, which I've heard very good feedback from, and it's only been around for a little bit. So, very cool stuff, and I appreciate the the email, Hunter. Thank you so much. And that is going to wrap up this episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Send me an email, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. In fact, maybe you stayed in a suite before. Would you recommend it? If you've been in one of these classes on an Oasis class or Quantum class already, if you've been in a C-class, Sky-class, or Star-class, send me your thoughts on it. I want a first-hand review. You can just put bullet points. It doesn't have to be Shakespeare. I just want to hear from you. And, of course, say hello. I love being able to say hello and talk a little Royal Caribbean together. So, uh, Matt, M-A-T-T, at Royal Caribbean Blog. All right, my friends, this is going to wrap up this episode. Until next time, I'm Matt Hoshberg, and we'll talk again soon.